It's good to worship God together, isn't it? Those are some great hymns and good songs to sing to our Heavenly Father. And uh, on this Father's Day, again, I say Happy Father's Day to us fathers out there. And, um, and of course, it comes, for some of us, it comes mixed. Uh, and so wherever you're at, um, may you have strength and courage to navigate this, this Father's Day, whatever it might bring up for you. I know I'm missing my dad today, um, and I saw a picture of him this morning, and uh, I do miss him. But uh, you know what? This is a great day. Mind you, any day would be a great day to celebrate our Heavenly Father. But especially on this day, we can say Happy Father's Day to our good, good Father in Heaven, and um, it's good. Um. For some of us, there's been some people asking about Pastor Scott these days. How's he doing? Where's he at? When's he coming back? Uh, you, well, you still have me this morning and Pastor Aaron. Uh, so uh, hope that's not a downer. But um, uh, but Pastor Scott's doing well. He popped in this week a little bit. Him and Debbie were here. He's still on sabbatical for another month. So he'll be back July the 12th. And so as a church uh, family, we want to keep praying uh, for him and his time away for his renewal and refreshment. And uh, he'll be back here uh, the week of the 12th and following. So we'll be praying into that for them, for, for, uh, for the two of them. Uh, and of course, we'd love to see them back here again soon. Um, but until then, yeah. Actually, last week we had um, Daryl Rosner was here. Uh, he was one of our elders, a leader in our church. He preaches from time to time, and he preached on um, the assurance of our salvation. Such a great message, and if you missed it, or if you miss any messages for that matter, and you want to catch up, you can go to our website, and it is right there. And Nate, you're doing awesome up there, dude. He's uh, in the saddle for the first time on our pro presenter, so yeah. Anyway. There's a place where you can find it and uh, on our website. And I would encourage you, if you didn't hear his message, go back there. And uh, it's a very foundational, important message for any of us on our journey with God, is understanding the assurance of our salvation. Um, and that really is a precursor to this message this morning. Understanding our, um, our true assurance of eternal life is so important. Like I said, it's fundamental in our faith journey with God. Therefore, we can live with gospel confidence in this day. Um, and so this message is entitled, Therefore. Therefore, we can live with confidence. Because of our assurance of our salvation, we can live in this confidence. And so therefore, let's do it. Okay? Um, we can rest in the, uh, in the assurance of knowing God's truth in Scripture. And we sang about it just a few minutes ago. His truth is awesome. It's a, uh, assured of the truth that we are, it, we are God's people. We are His children. Because we've accepted, because we believe in Him, uh, and we've asked Him to become our Lord and Savior, period. And in so doing, we have eternal life. Okay? And that was the foundation of the message last week. Scripture is truth. We believe that and we hold to it tightly. So we're going to look at another passage this morning. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, so the NLT, if you're following along or on your app or whatever, just FYI. But before I do, Daryl uh, talked about one verse that was really 
uh, um, formational for him. It was really important. And that was found in 1 John 5, 13. Uh, and it solidified for him this truth. And let me read that for you. It says, 1 John 5, 13, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the, of the Son of God so that you may know and have eternal life. That's a great verse. Let me read it again. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you will know you have eternal life. And there's other verses like, that speak into that truth. Like John 1.12, another one of my favorites. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Or maybe it's John 3.16 from the New Living Translation again. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Those are great verses. And there's many others that speak of this truth. Uh, and so, because of this truth, we can live in confidence today. And it brings us to this section of Scripture that I want to speak to this morning. 1 John chapter 5, and we're just going to look at the first five verses. 1 John 5, verses 1 to 5. So if you have your Bibles, you can click on it, those online. There should be a place you can find it there as well. But let's turn to 1 John Chapter 5, right near the end of your Bible. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commands, his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Those are some really good verses. There's a lot packed into those little five verses this morning. There's a lot of meat there, if you will. But I'm just going to jump into this first. Verse 1, um, so anyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, that's the Messiah, has become a child of God. They've been adopted into the family of God. We are his sons and daughters. And then everyone who loves the Father also loves his children. That is the family of God. That's each other. That's us. We love God. We love others those around us. Then it goes on to say that loving God's children includes loving God and following his command, his commandments, which he also states are not burdensome. They're not heavy. They're not hard. And some of you are going, okay, hold it. Okay. This is now we're changing here. First of all, these all work together. That's really important to understand. We believe and accept Jesus for who he says he is, the son of God. And in so doing, we love his children, God's children and the family. And as we do, we follow his commands that are laid out in scripture, which we hear through scripture are not burdensome or they're not heavy. They're not hard. And again, some of us are going, well, that may be easy for you to say, Brian, but I think that it is hard. Yeah, sometimes it does feel like that. But in Matthew, Jesus tells us, he said, uh, verse 30, 
take my yoke, right? You know the passage, Matthew 11. Take my yoke. It's the, take my burden. My burden is light and easy to carry. Our problem is we're taking on our own heaviness and our own burdens, not his. You see, his commandments are not heavy. When we see how wise and good the commandments are that God sets out for us. They are gifts from him to show us the best and most fulfilling way to live. That's possible. God's commandments uh, are like the manufacturer's uh, manual, if you will, for life. He tells us what to do because he knows how we work best and what will work best for us. God's commands are not given to bind us or to pain us or because God is some old grumpy old man sitting up there looking for something to do. No. He loves us. And he gives us these things because he loves us so deeply and wants what is best for us. And we follow them because we love him. Because we love him. How are we doing at following God these days? How are you doing at following God, at following the guidelines and the the commands in Scripture? Hmm. This might cause us to pause for a moment and ask, reflect. Is there something that I'm holding on to that I'm not willing to follow or let God take? His ways are not meant to be burdensome on us. You know, for some of us, uh, as a father, I think about my kids and as a dad, you know, and I go, you know, um, I do things for my family. Sometimes they're hard and difficult, but I do them because I like, I love them. And actually, they don't feel so hard. And when we do things for the ones we love, it's not that hard. We'll go out of our way to do things for the ones we love, for the ones we value. A great example of this in Scripture is, and we talked about this during our Genesis series, is back in Genesis 29 in the story of of Jacob. And Jacob worked for seven years for the woman he loved. Seven years. And it said in there, and it only seemed a few days. That's a long time to work for something. Seven years before he got the woman of his life. And if you know the story, he actually worked longer than that. But the point is, he said, it only seemed a few days. It only seemed, and that is because he loved her. And when we love God, when we truly love God, his commandments won't feel burdensome. How deep is your love for God these days? How authentic and rich and deep is your love for the Father? These are some precursors to verse 4 and 5. Love God, and as we love God and lean into that relationship, we love those around us, and we follow His commands because we know that that's the right thing to do. And so in some ways, we maybe just need to pause here in the silence of this room and just go, okay, God, where am I at on this? How am I doing at loving you, loving those around me, and following your commands?
where I'd like to land now is really in verse four and five. But if we don't start with answering those questions, these next two verses are water under the bridge. So maybe we will go to four and five, but maybe we all need to go back to that question of how are we doing out really, really loving God and honoring him in our life. Verse four. For every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through faith. And who can win this battle against this world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Those are really good verses to marinate in for a bit, you know. Because of our assurance of our salvation and our place in the family of God as his child, as his sons and daughters of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we therefore can walk in confidence in this evil world. How many of us are walking in confidence today? We achieve this victory. How? Through our faith. Not by doing 10 things. Though those 10 things might be really good things for us to do. Those are following God's commands. But that's not what gives us the victory. It's our faith. Our faith in God and and that we are his child. That's really important. So let's define that a little bit. I read this note this week as I was studying. Our faith is the victory that has overcome the world. Since believing on him, that's Jesus, is the key to being born of God, the key to victory is faith. Not only an initial come to the altar and get saved kind of faith, but that's a starting point, but consistently abiding faith and ongoing reliance and trust upon Jesus kind of faith. Surrendering all kind of faith to Jesus. The life of abiding faith and trust in Jesus is the life that overcomes the pressures and the temptations of this world. Knowing who Jesus is and not just a matter of facts or information, but as for like food for life kind of knowing. And there is a difference. There's a big difference. And verse 5 says, and who can win this battle against the world? Or the NIV says, who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Really believes, really trusts, really has faith in the one. This tells us how we overcome or win, apparently because of, um, of who we are in Christ. Not what we do. Okay, that's so important. It's not what we do that wins. That allows us to overcome. It is who we are in Jesus. We overcome because we are born of God. We are children of God and we are his children because we believe that Jesus is the son of God. Again, not in that mere intellectual sense, but we put our lives on the fact that Jesus is the son of God for us, for me. This faith 
Spurgeon says, does not merely mean to believe, but to trust, to confide in, to commit to, to entrust with, and the list goes on. The very marrow of the meaning of faith is confidence in, reliance upon. Do you have that kind of faith? Do you know the Father that well? When you know the Father, when you know the Son, really know this is what happens. You're able to put your confidence in Him. This was exactly what Jesus was telling His disciples near, the, near His end in John 16, verse 33. Jesus says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace. And he was telling them about the end and what was going to happen and lots of stuff he was telling them. And here on earth, he goes on to say, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrow. But take heart because I have overcome the world. That same word was used here, overcome. It's there, defeated. He has defeated this world. Again, he is telling us that we will have many hard things that we go through. But to take heart, because of our faith in him, we can go through them. and, And we can have peace and we can have confidence. Because Jesus himself has gone through it all and even so much more. He has overcome the world. He has defeated the world. How are you feeling these days? How well do you know Jesus? Because in knowing Jesus, when you really know Jesus, when you have a deep relationship with him, because when you know Jesus, you know the Father, when you know them, your faith will flow out of that. We need to have faith in that first moment of accepting Jesus as Savior and Lord, but then our faith grows as we deepen in our relationship with Him. And that's what this faith is talking about. That's the faith that overcomes the world. That's the faith that allows us to be confident no matter what's going on in our life. Um, last week when we closed our service off Pastor Aaron got up and uh, said a few comments to us as we closed our service interesting words that he said and here this is exactly what he said he said there is a great, great week in front of us I don't mean that it's going to be Uh, that it will be easy, but I do mean that Jesus will be with us and he will walk with us and he will carry us. Those were his words at the end of the service last week. And for those of us that know what's going on in Pastor Aaron's life, a couple days before that, Jaden was in a bicycle accident, pretty serious bicycle accident. They were waiting for the specialists on some reports and things. And then just hours later in that same day, Sunday evening, he gets the call that his dad was being rushed to the hospital uh, with a heart attack. And then later on Monday, was in for a quadruple bypass. 
and he's recovering and doing well. But as I was texting with him Monday, he was up in Calgary, obviously. He took off Monday morning. And I was texting with him, and I said, how you doing? You know, what's going on? And he said, you know, I have a lot of peace. And um, how did he have peace in the midst of all that? How does any of us have peace when there are hard things that we're facing? It's because our faith is in Jesus and our relationship with him is so rich and sound. That's what it's about. And Aaron said, make sure that it is about Jesus and not about me because it's not. It isn't. Putting our faith in Jesus is what it's all about. Like Spurgeon said, not just try harder kind of faith, but to trust, to confide in, to commit to, to entrust with. The very marrow of the meaning of faith is confidence in and reliance upon this Jesus that we trust and we love and that we have a relationship with. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. Any of those situations that happened to Pastor Aaron could happen to us, and maybe they have. Does that make us or them any more special? No, it's because of Jesus working in us and through us. And I know Katrina and I have had some hard things go through that we've had, gone through uh, even recently, and yet we put our trust and our confidence in him. And I don't always do this well, guys. I don't. And I know Pastor Aaron is probably the first one to admit it too. We don't always do it well. And it's not about throwing on a smile on our face walking in the front doors of the church either, saying, I have confidence. Because, you know, some days it's okay to be not okay. And that the family of God rallies around each other to encourage and lift each other up to give us the strength. And that's what Pastor Aaron said last week. He says he could, he could feel the prayer of people all around him, supporting him and, and his dad and his family. That's that loving each other part coming into works that the first few verses speak about. These things all work together. It starts with a relationship with Jesus and loving God, loving those around us, following his commands. These things just flow into each other. And in all of those things, it enables us to walk in confidence in this day and age. No matter what storm clouds roll in. And I know this week there were some storm clouds, literally, that rolled into our city and surrounding area. Kind of freaky. But when the storm clouds of life roll in, are we prepared to trust Jesus and walk in confidence? Is our relationship with God firm and growing and moving in that direction? I'll ask the worship team to come as we close. We need to go back to the beginning. First, the most important question here this morning is, are you a son and daughter of the King of Kings? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? 
And if you do, then it, we need to move for, we need to move on and forward in that. And if you don't know him, then don't leave without making that decision. And we would love to chat with you about that. But first and foremost, are you a son and daughter of the King of Kings? And if you are, then how are you doing at getting to know Jesus? And what are you doing in your life to deepen that relationship, to grow in that relationship, so that you can walk in confidence and you can claim those verses four and five. I have victory no matter what's going on. I have victory. I have, I will overcome. I will defeat this, the evil things that are going on in this world. That's the promise we have, folks. I know there's some crazy things going on in this world and in our culture and stuff, but we don't have to be fearful as believers in Jesus. We don't. We can walk confidently because of this relationship we have in God. That is so good, folks. But if you're wrestling with that, we would love to chat with you after. Okay? Um, when you really know him and trust him, confide in him, entrust everything to him, you will walk in confidence in Jesus.